saw a guy on Soul Train, which you can now see on YouTube. It's very fun. And uh, funny, because I was thinking about what I was going to wear to this upcoming birthday party with the theme of the Disco Underworld, <laughs> which you may have heard about. And uh, there's a guy in a mechanics coverall suit. And, uh, and I was like, that's it. That's what I'm wearing to the special disco party, which is actually your birthday party. And uh, so I have these two, what my sweetheart calls play suits, which are the coveralls for working out on the land here that we bought in Japan, where the people are kind of more my size. And, uh, and I found these two lovely patches at our transfer station thrift store. And so I'm going to sew patches on my coveralls. One of them's already finished, but it's outside. I don't know if you saw it. It seems very Charlie's Angels. Oh, totally. Yeah, this is my, super, this is my superhero costume. And it's a good thing I have, too, because, you know, I might want to do a wardrobe change. Absolutely. You know, partway through the party. So, and, and you know me so well, asking if I needed any tools before we sat down together. So here's, here's the one tool. I think the, the ting chaws are in order here. The refrigerator is also coming on. <laughs> the refrigerator also wanted to be part of the podcast today. Hey, we welcome all the technology. We welcome all beings. That's right. <laughs> this is Cynthia, and I'm here today. As, as I planned, if this plan flowed, um, with my dear, dear friend and multidimensional being, Mopua, and I'll let her tell you a little bit about herself. <laughs> Aloha. I am Mopua, the multidimensional mermaid here, healer and lover of life. And I'm really excited. I've been looking forward to this, uh, this episode ever since listening to First, the very first episode where you told such a beautiful story about convergence and was inspired by the waters in that story because the waters always call me as well. And, uh, and then the second one on migraine energy definitely spoke to my heart and my life experiences with that particular teacher and the being as it comes to me to say today, um, as I'm calling that energy to mind, I, I believe that it is in a sense its own its own being, maybe an entity, maybe an energy, but it's definitely been a huge teacher. And, uh, and then in listening to the third episode, which happened instead of our converging for our conversation as we had planned, and, uh, and just loving you, Cynthia, and loving how you understand the flow and how so much of how you perceive this life experience, this, this life walk, um, and the multidimensionality of it, and the dream time, and the spiritual realms, um, just really speak to my heart and my way of um, getting along here as a mermaid getting used to her legs. <laughs> and I guess the other thing I would say about myself is that um, 
2000 was when I actually, um, well, I should say in 1999, I was in another chapter of my life, which feels like another lifetime because I was an executive um, on the fast track in my career in uh, loss prevention. Um, security. I'm just finding this manager. out. Yes. And um, yeah, I, I, I had a time in my life where I had 20 uniformed guards um, who reported to me <laughs> in my, in my, in my twenties. And uh, anyway, and I was quite miserable in the corporate world. And um, I started doing a meditation. Actually, I only did it one time, honestly, but it worked really well. Um, and it was one that I learned from Dr. Wayne Dyer, who's just a dear soul that I feel like was such a powerful presence on this earth and has since transitioned. As we say in Hawaii, he's changed address. Um, and uh, yeah, what a, what a being. And so um, Dr. Wayne Dyer suggested that one would meditate and ask the question, how may I serve if you're not happy in your current work, job, whatever. And so I was, like I say, miserable. And, um, and so I was in a hotel room for training in Columbus, Ohio, and I had the day off and I was going, planning to go to the botanical gardens there where they had a butterfly exhibit where you could go and walk in the rooms filled with the live butterflies. But before I left, I got inspired and I put two of those hotel chairs side by side and Wayne didn't say stand on your head, but my spirit said, get upside down, stand on your head, get the blood flowing. So I had one shoulder on one arm of the chair and another shoulder on the other arm of the chair and I'm upside down between the two chairs. And and I'm asking, how may I serve? How may I serve? How may I serve? And the answer came like after maybe I repeated it 10 times. And it was just like, bam, spirit speaking. And it said, know who you are. And I was like, damn it, God. Couldn't you just tell me like be an architect or, you know, be a doctor. <laughs> so I like know which school and give my linear brain something to go on, you know, know who you are. And so I got down off the chairs and. I was like grateful, but I was also still kind of pissed because I was like, God damn it, that's a big order. Know who you are. And uh, so interestingly, I went to the, the display and as I'm walking through the butterflies, when you exit, there's all these fans blowing on you to help blow off any stragglers that might be hanging on to you or your clothes and keep them in the, in the exhibit. And... I pop out of like this little wind tunnel and there's this beautiful Native American woman sitting on a child-sized chair, like those little plastic chairs they make for kids, in a circle of these little tiny chairs. And she's finishing up telling a story and she's got her drum and her rattle and so you and I share our Native American, you know, we are actually, you and I, Cherokee sisters. so not sure which tribe this woman was from but it really called me and my little child just went and sat down in one of those chairs in the circle with the kids and so she finished that story and she said well I have one more story for you all and she looked right at me and 
she started in and she told this story about these two caterpillars and they're crawling along the garden floor and they, one of them looks up and they both look up and they see this beautiful creature with these colorful wings flying over them and one of the caterpillars says to the other one, oh, that's me, I'm gonna be like that someday. And the other caterpillar says, you're crazy, look how high up that is, you can't go up there no matter what you did, you don't even have wings and even if you did get that high, you'd surely fall and die. That's a ridiculous thing to even say. You should not wish anything like that for yourself. And she looks right at me and she says, and that caterpillar wove herself in the chrysalis of her dreams after eating to nourish herself, right? She ate to her fill. Then she created this chrysalis of her dreams. And, and then she's looking at all the other children, you know, and telling the story. And, and she says, um, and then one day she knew it was time to emerge and she struggled and she wiggled and as she squeezed her way out the fluids from her body that had been the caterpillar filled the wings and she sat and flapped her wings after she emerged from the cocoon and they dried very strong she took off for her first flight and as she was circling the garden, she looked down and she saw her old friend. And she was free. And she had come to be what she knew herself to be. And then, I'm not kidding you, that woman looked right at me and said, and the moral of this story is that in order to fulfill your dreams, you must first know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> And so that and did summer... You get, and did you get mad again and say, damn it, why don't you tell me what that is? Well, no, this time <laughs> I was like, oh, that, well, yes. And I, I can relate to the butterfly. Well, now I realize that what resonates the most is that I'm a multidimensional mermaid. At the time, though, that summer, I started asking to, to go for, to the next level, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? And it was in the summer of 2000 that I got the answer, I'm a healer. So now when I introduce myself as the multidimensional healer that I be, I don't tell everyone the mermaid part. That's special for you and your podcast. Not everyone can get that. However, when I introduce myself as a healer, now I understand that what that means is not that I heal others, but that I my number one purpose is to be healed and be whole myself as much as I am able at this level of consciousness to be. And in healing myself, I become an invitation for others to do the same and to help to facilitate healing. So I'm joyfully and happily a facilitator of healing and, uh, and, and a lover of stories and the depth that they bring to our lives. So. How's that for a not brief introduction of oneself? <laughs> yeah, my marketing person's like, that elevator pitch needs to be yes. a little bit down, too. That's why you're my marketing it's a long, maven. long elevator ride. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I enjoyed the whole ride so much. <laughs> well, as the beautiful marketing maven that you be, how would you introduce me? 
you know, the first time I met Mopua, when it was shortly after I had come back here to the Big Island, and I was introduced by a mutual friend, and actually, I could, like, I'd never, I felt like I'd never met anybody like you. Mm. Um, you were, you were like a magical being, like a magical being that I didn't know existed. You know, it's like those stories they say about, um, you know, uh, Indians who were seeing a boat coming across the horizon and they didn't know, they had no concept. No, no cognitive con- category yeah, for that. Yeah, there's no cognitive category for, there's no concept for what it is because it was never in the consciousness before. And that's how I felt about when I, when I met you. And... Um, and yeah put that on a business card yeah that's why I don't have a business card yet (laughs) yeah you have you have enabled me to feel so free because there's absolutely nothing that I can do or say that you won't meet with joy Mm. yay I feel that way (laughs) <laughs> totally. It's like little little girls. It takes me back to um, our friendship. Takes me back to when I was a little girl, and I always had usually like one-on-one interactions with my girlfriends, and we would just spend time together. Like today, like all of a sudden, like all of a sudden, it's the afternoon, and yeah. I don't know what happened to all that time. Yeah. You arrived at 11.11, and before we knew it, it, the clock said 2. And you were like, is it really 2, or is your computer, like, on another time zone? (laughs) I love it. There's that, like, sweetness, and maybe that, you know, that part of childhood where maybe it's the summertime or the weekend, like, the days that you had with your friends without time. Mm Mm-hmm without time, without responsibility. Yeah, we're blessed to have grown up in those kind of ways where you just could go outside and play until after dark or dusk and then it's like, come in and eat or take a bath. You gotta get back inside. But, you know, yeah, what a blessing. And I feel that way here, actually, that that part of my child gets to play out with the sheep and out with the tree beings and, and on the aina, on the land. reminded of that truest aspect of being that is being on the earth and barefoot and swimming in the creeks and finding all these treasures of places in the ocean where it's just so nourishing these paths and all these beautiful pictures that you're sharing with everyone who has an interest in in checking it out and, and following you Cynthia is definitely one to follow. I mean, I'm not usually one to encourage people to be followers, but when the when the person is a trailblazer that helps to inspire you to blaze your own trail, then uh, as far as it comes when it comes to the technology, yeah, follow follow this being if you're so inclined. <laughs> you won't be disappointed. <laughs> You might find yourself um, having followers too. (laughs) 
We're all coming together. I really believe that, and one of the reasons I love the name you've chosen for the for this iteration of the yoga forecast to be convergence. Um, it's a it's it's powerful. Like I feel it inside myself that that part of me as a child who knew I was here for something big. Um, that that big thing is coming, and it's it's not the end of the world in the way that so many people that are fear-based would have us believe, but it's the end of the world in the sense of that world that is based on things that are um, forced and um, and out of alignment with who we truly be, that have their purpose and their reason for being. I, I don't. I don't feel like there's anything wrong, in other words, as much as there's things that I would not choose to put my energy into creating. Um, there's just so many things that are lining up. It's like I heard once uh, in, from Access Consciousness, uh, this tool, you know, when things are falling apart, ask yourself, are they, is it possible they're just falling together in a way that I would have never planned? <laughs> And that's what it feels like is happening to me. And I think you're, I feel, I have this knowing that your podcast is a way of broadcasting and reminding others that may feel like it's falling apart or feel like, what the hell is going on? Nothing I used to do that used to work is working anymore. Right. Is uh, just a reminder that you're not alone out there. Um, and we're all coming together. So stay in that place of eyes wide open and heart open and breathing to to see um, these other beings who are coming together with that understanding. In 2001, the Hopi elders, they come out every so often with a message to the people. And, uh, and it's a beautiful um, message that they gave talking about how there's a river moving very fast and that there would be those who will try to cling to the shore and they will suffer greatly and feel as if they're being torn apart. And the elders say, let go of the shore. Allow yourself to flow in the river. Keep your head above water. See who's in there with you and celebrate. And it's a beautiful quote. I don't know if there's a way for you to... Um, well, anyone we'll, can we'll Google. Tr- we'll try and find it and yeah. put it in the notes. You can Google Hopi, H-O-P-I, uh, message you know, 2001. I was getting also... Part, I, I think part of that was also like, look for your fellow swimmers. That's one of the messages I've been getting. Look for your fellow swimmers. Yeah. And um, another image that keeps coming up for me is... I had this vision of a mandala, and the mandala, the old way, was there was uh, a guru or a teacher in the middle, and then there's this mandala, and this mandala is made up of so many different colors and shapes, and and together it makes this beautiful tapestry, Mm. and that, you know, sort of the old model is like we're all looking at the guru for the answers, Yes. and that the new model is that we put our phones down and look at the person yeah <laughs> look in the eyes of the other person other other people yes that are around us they're already there our reflections they're already there mm-hmm. they're you don't actually you are not alone mm-hmm. and um so many people that i've talked to are having the same experience but um haven't yet connected with their other people their fellow swimmers and they describe it as um, I feel like everything I was doing does, is not meaningful anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering 
who I am and what I'm supposed to be doing now. Um, and when I hear that from somebody, I'm like, hello, brother. Hello, sister. <laughs> like, like, okay, yeah, we found, we found, we made that connection. Yes. A fellow, another fellow swimmer. And we're like a net, yes. you know, like the more people that we find and we hold hands, then we're creating this net. Yes. And that's the convergence. And out of that, something new will emerge. But it's beyond concept now. Because it's like I was trying to describe you. It's not something, or it's maybe not one thing. It's not one thing, and it's also not anything that we have a concept for now. Right. And we're in that space of feeling it. This is me anyway. But I feel what is coming and I like it and I'm ready for it and I'm here to support it and it's not something that has three-dimensional I can't describe it in the dimensions I can't tell you what color it is or what it looks like it's really that essence of something where you can feel what it feels like and it feels like a deep breath of beautiful fresh air and spaciousness and room to be and play and laugh and a total freedom from judgment like there's just no more of that um, you're doing it wrong kind of energy (laughs) (laughs) no it's play it's like it's like oh that looks interesting yeah yeah i'd like to i'd like to try that or that looks interesting i don't want to try that but yeah i'm it's okay good for you Mm -hmm. like the two caterpillars yeah one chose no and yeah who knows maybe that caterpillar stayed down there and got to eat all those things and just you know didn't didn't want to fly yeah but being having that choice and knowing that those of us who did come here to fly that it's not just a pipe dream or, or some flight of fancy. It's uh, no. real. Uh, a powerful, uh, a powerful thing. And and it's like you and I coming together and our convergence um, was in a way like an answer to my my prayers. And when I say prayers, it's not of a particular religious style but what I mean is my conversation with source um, was that I before we met I was getting for the past year like most of 2018 and into 19 this message that part of the way to be comfortable and happy and actually facilitate whatever this newness is that's coming that I can't describe to you can't give you a brochure just like I don't have a business card yet it's like I can't really give you a brochure to the new you know the new earth um and it the message though was really clear is that it's by connecting with others that's another part of the Hopi message they say the time of the lone wolf is over and um gather yourselves and so in this connecting recognition of oh this is a being that assists me to this higher level um, is very powerful so when you came into my life and this is the first time I heard that you felt as if you I was a magical being and you had that understanding of me um, it 
I was like, oh, I feel really seen. I like this person. She really sees like the multi-dimensional layers of me. And I, I feel like that's important for everyone to know right now is that the people who um, you don't feel good around, maybe you're not meant to be around and that that's okay. And that they're doing you a favor when they let you know that through your own feeling. It's like it's time to stop denying our deep inner feeling and actually use it as a barometer of what is in our best interest. And so to let go, if I could encourage people to do one thing that would be healing for themselves, it would be like, let yourself off the hook and let go of the guilt that that contributes to that whole codependent type of relationship where you feel like you need to endure some amount of suffering because that's what it means to be a good friend or a good family member. Our puppies wanted in on the podcast. <laughs> um, and uh, and just to really go with what go with those who you feel playful with and where you can really be yourself. Now, not just the self that distracts itself, you know, with with. how there's like those two kinds of fun yeah there's like the fun that's truly the expression of your joyful spirit and then there's the fun that is like if I do this I won't have to think about all those pesky feelings so I'm talking about the first kind yeah you know it's given me so much faith you know in the moments where I have spontaneously called you and come over and um, and then we just do whatever our hearts desire, which might be like body painting or taking mermaid baths or, you know, eating good food or going to the ocean or whatever. We just really just whatever follow our Whatever our bodies want to do. Yeah, our bodies and our hearts want mm-hmm. to do. And what I find even more amazing is that in those moments where we have allowed ourselves to come together in that playful state and let go of all those, oh, I should be out looking for a job right now, or I mm-hmm. should be, I should, whatever, mm-hmm. shooting. Yeah, shooting on ourselves. Shooting on ourselves. <laughs> that without any intention, we didn't set any intention whatsoever, but every time we have one of those days, like the day after or two days later like some miracle will happen yes you know it's like we're giving ourselves time out of time like today Cynthia came over and made me a beautiful breakfast and I was thinking I was late being ready for your arrival because I still hadn't eaten and then she just comes in with all this beautiful food and and it's it's time out of time that allows for this birthing of this magic and yes and then in those days after all this stuff happens effortlessly right it just shows up like a miracle yeah like my sweetheart who just showed up yeah jeremiah is coming in yay wonderful so you get to meet uh, the other magical being (laughs) creature that that uh lives in this house (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness yesterday he came home and he didn't know I was watching him and he was out in the carport and he has a little routine he's doing right now so he's taking off his work clothes his play suit as he calls it like I'm gonna wear to the disco party and uh 
and then he greets the girls. We have two beautiful mini dachshunds, and and so I I went out on the lanai, and I'm just peeking my head around the corner, just watching him when he doesn't know he's being observed, and it's just was so adorable to watch how the girls are down at his feet and they roll on their backs and they're just waiting for their belly pets and and while he's doing all he's doing with the, taking off his clothes and stuff by the washing machine out there he's looking down at the dog and he's making faces same way like a daddy and a mommy makes funny faces to their child in the crib and he's just going like <gasps> And just like, and the little girl is just wagging her tail back and forth. She's like a little flopping fish down there. Just can't wait for, for daddy. Aww. And then she bends over and, I mean, he bends over and and he's petting her belly and then picking her up. And it was just the most precious thing to witness that like, that's really who he is. Like, that's how he always is. He's just joyful he like is. that. And I that's call something... Pop-Up Jeremiah. Yeah. Pop-Up Jeremiah. Oh. Pop-Up Jeremiah. And he pops up and he's so happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, I'm feeling like I would like to leave Jeremiah as a teaser for a future episode. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have another I have another teaser for you. Okay. Because one of my intentions for this episode, which, of course, you know, it goes where it's meant to go. So for another time, would you share about your latest tattoo? Oh, yes, I will. Because in episode one, you so beautifully shared about one of your tattoos, which is on your back, that the Rinpoche saw and commented on. My newest tattoo. Yes. And so yes. your newest one that wasn't there during that story yet. It was not, yeah. Would be a lovely, I think a lovely thing that people would like to hear more about. And, uh, and there's one other thing. So I have a magic treasure chest, as all mermaids must have, I believe. And uh, I'll leave that for a teaser too. There's something in there that if you want to share on a future podcast, um, I'll just leave it at this. It has to do with the mythic call to a type of convergence that if we choose to, we're all um, embarking on. Yes, my Scorpio side likes that mystery. (laughs) Okay, well, this has been amazing i'm so glad we got to share this with others me too this is cynthia and mopua the magical mythical multi-dimensional mermaid signing off for now signing off for now may you all walk in the light may you find your fellow swimmers and may we meet in the convergence i hope